Hey everyone, welcome to Remap. My name is Jared, and today I'll be taking a look at the much-anticipated Xbox exclusive Halo Infinite, which I was able to enjoy on the Xbox Series X. And I'll be keeping the review segment spoiler-free, and as always, these are my opinions and mine alone. Now, a lot has been said leading up to this release, you know, because Halo Infinite was supposed to be the flagship system-selling launch title in late 2020 with the release of the Xbox Series consoles, but after some really rough-looking gameplay reveals, Microsoft did what nobody expected and delayed the game an entire year. Now, I was as surprised as anyone else when they pulled the plug on the launch last year, but let me tell you something. I am so happy that they did. I cannot imagine how rough this game would be without that extra year, and I would always rather companies go with the delay than take the cyberpunk route, because we know how that ended up. But jumping into things, I'd like to start with the visuals, because the game looks great. Everything from the weapons, to the environments, to the enemies, are all crisp, detailed, and they're just great to look at. But the real standout in the graphics department is Master Chief. I, I don't have a single negative comment about how this man looks. His armor both looks like it could withstand a cannon and looks like it's been hit by a cannon and the golden visor it's just the cherry on top i know that when the dev team saw the just gorgeous reflections in it they knew they were onto something special and this game had some promise like it it just looks incredible on the series x unfortunately the game runs really well it it, it runs great as well it's not just the visual department I was at a solid 60 FPS on my Series X all the time. I think I only had a single crash during my entire campaign. Now, one thing you hear me talk about a lot, okay, in all, all my reviews, is a game's soundtrack. And no, I'm not going to spend the next five minutes talking about it, but I have to mention it. You know, it's, it's, it's what I enjoy talking about. Because overall, it the Halo Infinite soundtrack, might not be anything special, but for an FPS, it's it's actually pretty good. You know, they they aren't shy about using some of the classic Halo songs at critical points in the game, but it never felt they were overusing them or, you know, just shoving them down your throat. Because songs like Warthog Run, you know, the classic Halo theme, it, it captured that the, the the fun you have of playing a Halo game. And it's just a great nostalgia trip for someone that has played these games at a young age. And the soundtrack's definitely a step up from other first-person shooters, like a Call of Duty. And it probably won't win any awards, but it is a meaningful part of the game, and I really wanted to touch on it. Now, unlike RPGs, where I put a huge emphasis on music and I'd be still talking about it, the priority of an FPS, it's very simple. It's how the game feels. You know, any sort of clunky mechanics or weak gunplay will just ruin your game in this genre. But I have to tell you, this is one of the best-feeling shooters of the last few years. A lot of people are saying that it's a, you know, quote-unquote, return to form for Halo, and I couldn't say it better myself. The movement, it's tight, responsive, and it has the perfect pacing for a high TTK game. You know, this is not a Call of Duty where you get twice in the elbow and you're dead. Like, you have to actually... It takes time 
to kill another player. And the movement, you know, uh, recognizes that. It's that you're not going to be sprinting around here like Titanfall, okay? You're wearing a big old thousand pound suit of armor. It's meant to feel a little bit slower. And all the guns that you're using are distinct with some detailed models and some, some really nice sound design. Although there aren't as many guns as I would have liked, I'm just glad they feel great to use. You know, the, the plasma carbine in the game, or sorry, pulse carbine. I'm used to the plasma rifle. Pulse carbine is the most useless gu- I don't think I've used it once in my entire gameplay, no matter what. The thing is useless. I, I, they, they need to do something about it. But all the combat is just so polished. And it's it's just fun to play. You know, that's that's the best compliment that I can give an FPS is that it's fun to play. I've probably put about two hours, two dozen hours into the game overall between the campaign and the multiplayer. And the combat is just as fun now as it was during the first two when the multiplayer, you know, launched earlier, the little beta multiplayer. Because it's it's just a really solid, fun gameplay cycle with the combat. And part of the enjoyment can be attributed to two specific things. One of which applies to both campaign and multiplayer, and one of which is highlighted the most in the campaign. And first is a sprint option that everyone has access to, which increases the pace of combat to really where it needs to be. You know, as I said, this is not Titanfall. You're not going to be zipping around places. But I, I do think the game would be too slow without the sprint. And secondly, and this is highlighted in the campaign, this is this is the best part of the campaign for me, which is the grapple shot. The greatest addition to Halo that I can remember. Whoever at 343 said, hey, we should give Master Chief a grapple, should be the creative director for the next game, because it's just so fun and satisfying to use. You know, it's it's not something where... You, you latch onto a rock and you just start flinging around. Like, no, you know it's extremely well-tuned. You know exactly where to hit to pull you to certain areas. And I'm running around the campaign. I have no ammo. What do I do? Well, I can grapple an explosive barrel to myself, turn around and chuck it at an elite. I'm out of ammo. I can grapple a gun that's lying around to myself. And if I have an energy sword or like a gravity hammer... I can grapple directly onto an enemy, launch myself at them, and it's it's one of the highlights of the campaign. You know, the the movement capabilities of the grapple shot are are just incredible. Just incredible. Cuz you know, games have gotten a lot more fast-paced over time, I feel, especially with all the battle royale games, but the the grapple shot and the sprint in Halo Infinite help it, you know, embrace these modern styles, while still staying true to the older and much slower games in the series. You know, it's a lot, it's a lot, the, the pacing's a lot faster than some previous Halo games, but you're not getting to the, to the levels of a, you know, an Apex or even a Call of Duty multiplayer. Now, going into the campaign, I really wasn't sure what to expect. I haven't played a Halo game since Reach, which is, what, a decade ago? So the story of the game was pretty fuzzy going into this, for me at least. And I decided to go in blind without looking up a detailed explanation of the Halo story so so far, because, you know, I hadn't played 4 and 5. Because the way I viewed the marketing 
was that this would be a new entry into the series that sort of builds its own path. You know, that's just how I saw it, because it's Halo Infinite, not Halo 6. Now, I won't get into any spoilers, but I could not have been more wrong. There's a basic story that I, I could follow, anyone could follow, but the majority of this game and the details went right over my head. I had no idea what that was going on. I'm sure that, that hardcore fans of the series are going to pick up on stuff, but I had no idea what was going on. But probably the most unique aspect of the game was how it embraced a more open-world format rather than strictly linear missions across the Zeta Halo ring. As I was exploring, I was thinking, man, there isn't really many organic encounters or activities in this open world. It's check the map, go to this area, kill some enemies. But then I realized I'm critiquing it as if it was an RPG. This is not an RPG. This is a first-person shooter. So it's, it's in an interesting situation where you have a traditional linear FPS with some open world sprinkled in. It really reminded me of Gears 5. If you've played Gears 5, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a, it's a linear franchise, a linear game, but there's sections where it's, oh, here's a giant open world. Go uh, explore around for a little bit. Do some side stuff. And it's, it's, it's really a change of pace to what we're used to in a game like Halo. But looking at the open world through the FPS lens, it's pretty solid. You know, the, the fact that it's a fairly short campaign, my full playthrough and doing a lot of the side stuff was under 15 hours, made the, the repetition completely manageable. You know, you're not going to spend a dozen hours doing miscellaneous side missions because it's, it's, for the most part, still a fairly linear experience. And the, the, the big thing is the map, fairly large, larger than I was expecting. Vehicles are plentiful and make movement convenient and easy. If, if they ratcheted down the availability of vehicles, I would have much more uh, negative things to say about the campaign. But their vehicles are plentiful and it's easy to get around, you know, as, as long as you're staying on the roads. Because I don't know if you realize... If you look at a rock the wrong way, your Warthog will flip over. The vehicle controls are terrible. I I don't understand. I, I genuinely don't know how they couldn't have just called a junior developer on the Forza team and get him to him or her to come over for a week. But moving on. Most of this game, as I said, is fairly linear with the open world helping you become more engrossed by the story. You know, little things like having a banished camp talk about a leader that you just killed in the main story, you know, but using the past tense because you killed them. The, the, the game recognizes, you know, your progress in a very organic way. And speaking of this dialogue, the dialogue is excellent. You know, the, the jackals and the grunts, they're just great to listen to. And the propaganda towers are absolutely hilarious. But the real stars of the show are Master Chief and the weapon. And I won't say anything more about the weapon than just that she's the AI in the game. But her voice acting and banter with the Chief is, is absolutely phenomenal. And then there's just something special about Master Chief's voice and how it 
conveys so many different emotions with just one tone. And the multiplayer has also been a lot of fun, but it's home to some of my, and pretty much all of my largest criticisms of this game. The fact that there weren't dedicated playlists at launch of game modes like Slayer was just baffling. But most of all, I am just not a fan of progression in this game. Now, I, I completely understand having challenges for specific rewards, but having your entire XP system based off of it is just confusing to me. Like, I can go 15 and 5 in a game, maybe get a couple flag captures, help the team, just have a great, clear team MVP, but I'm just getting XP for completing the match if I don't have any relevant challenges just does not make any sense to me. You know, I don't want to go have to play a game mode I don't enjoy just because I need to complete the challenge. But the thing that annoys me the most, by far, is the Battle Pass. And specifically two items, because I'm not against Battle Pass format. You know, I buy the Battle Pass in games like Call of Duty or Fortnite. You gotta make money somehow, and a lot of times, if I put enough hours in, I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. But there's two elements unique to Halo Infinite, in my opinion, that make me really, really salty about it. And the first, and most important, is there's no way to earn the next season's Battle Pass. If I'm playing a lot of Fortnite or Warzone with my friends, I know I will keep getting the next pass for free as long as I complete the seasons. You know, I buy the Battle Pass once. If I play regularly, I get it every single season. I don't have to worry about it. I can keep earning the next pass off of my gameplay. And Halo Infinite says, ah, no, you got to buy it every single season. And it's just frustrating to know that I will have to pay for every single season, no matter how many hours I put into the game, which is just frustrating. And secondly, the free pass rewards, if you do not want to spend money on the battle pass, are just comical. I'm not expecting all the cool armor to be in the free section. You know, like the EVAC helmet probably the coolest helmet in the game. I'm not expecting that to be free. I'm not expecting most of the stuff to be free in the free section, but pretty much every single thing with very few exceptions in the free battle pass are challenge swaps. And to me, those are completely useless consumables. And the ratio of completely useless items in the Halo Infinite free pass is significantly worse than both Fortnite and Warzone. Obviously, they're going to give you some stuff that you don't you know, use a lot, like sprays. But wait a minute. Sprays are something you can actually use and get. They're an actual item, something, that has more use than a consumable. But that's just me. And before I forget, there's also something to be said about no forge or co-op at launch. Obviously, I can't review those two items because they're not out yet. And it is a little disappointing that even with an extra year, they couldn't get those ready to go at the new launch date. But overall, I, I really did enjoy my time with this game. And if you noticed, all my complaints are about non-gameplay items. You know, progression, battle pass, stuff like that. These are non-gameplay elements, which gives me a lot of confidence that they can be tweaked and improved. You know, it, it sounds like the development team is open to feedback, 
and open to changing and improving on some of these criticisms. Because the core of the matter is the core gameplay has been absolutely phenomenal, and that right there is the most important thing. So I think I'm going to be giving Halo Infinite an A-, minus because they have rock-solid gameplay, a fun campaign, which makes up for the mass vast majority of my secondary complaints. Now, it's an A- minus instead of an A, because again, no Forge, no co-op at launch is a little disappointing, and their, their whole progression system and earning and gathering new armor, I am really not a fan. But... I think there's a good chance, I would not be surprised at all, if a year from now, once everything's been updated, everything's been released, that this game could be an A. And I definitely, definitely recommend this game. This is this is a game I can recommend to fans of Halo and to Xbox players. But, specifically, there here's the key here, just play it on Game Pass. If you're going to spend $60, just buy a few months of Game Pass, and the value is incredible. I don't think... You should be dropping $60 on a dozen hours of campaign. Just invest in Game Pass. That's just my two cents. But that is all I have for you today. You've been listening to Remap, the gaming podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Jared, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.